0: the night wire new york september thirty c p flash ambassador harwell died here today the end came suddenly as the ambassador was not alone in his study there is something ungodly about these night wire jobs you sit up here on the top floor of a skyscraper and listen in to the whispers of civilization new york london calcutta Bombay, Singapore. But they they're your next door neighbours after the street lights go dim and the world has gone to sleep. Alone in the quiet hours before between two and four, the receiving operators doze over oh, their sounders and the news comes in. Fires and disasters and suicides, murders, crowds, catastrophes. Sometimes an earthquake from a casualty you catch you this as long as your arm. A night while a man takes it down almost in his sleep, picking it off on his time don't with one finger. Once in a long time you prick up your ears and listen. You heard of someone you knew in Singapore, Halifax or Paris long ago. Maybe they've been promoted, but more probably they've been murdered or drowned. Perhaps they just decided to quit and took some bizarre way out made it interesting enough to get in the news. But that doesn't happen often. Most of the time you sit and doze and tap-tap on your typewriter. I wish you were home in bed. Sometimes, through queer things, oh queer things happen. One day, the other night, I hadn't got over it yet. I wish I could. You see, I handled a nightmare on his desk in a western seaport town. The name is, doesn't matter. There is, rather was, only one night operator in my staff, a fellow named John Morgan, about forty years of age. I should say, a sober, hard-working sort. He was one of the best operators I knew. What is known as a double man. That means he could handle two instruments at once, and type the stories on different typewriters at the same time. He was one of the few men I kn- ever knew who could do it consistently, hour after hour, and never make a mistake. Generally, we used only one wire at night, but sometimes, when it was late, the news was coming fast. The Chicago-Denver stations would open a second wire, and then Morgan would do his stuff. He was a wizard, a mechanical automatic wizard, which functioned marvelously, but was without imagination. On the night of the sixteenth, he complained of feeling tired. It was the first and last night I ever heard him say a word about himself. I had known him for three years. It's just three o'clock, and we were running only one wire. I was nodding over the reports on, at my desk and not paying much attention to him when he spoke jim he said does it does it does it feel close in here for, to you why?" No, John, I answered, but I opened the window if you like. Never mind, he said, I reckon I'm just a little tired. That was all that was said. I went on working. Every ten minutes or so I would walk and take a pile of coffee, and then stacked up neatly beside the typewriter as the messages were printed out in Chupaclet. It was must have been twenty minutes after he, he spoke that I noticed he opened up the other wire and was using two, both typewriters. I thought it was a little unusual as there's nothing very hot coming in. On the next trip I picked up the copy from both machines and took it back to my desk to sort of The first wire was running. out the, the usual sort of stuff, I just looked over it hurriedly. Then I turned to the second pile of copy I remembered it particularly, particularly because the story was from a town i never heard of, 6 Here is a dispatch I saved in duplicate of, of it from our files. September 2016. C.V. Bulletin. The heaviest mist in the history of the city. Settled over the town at four o'clock yesterday afternoon. All the traffic has stopped. A mist hangs like a hell of everything. Lights of all... Of an ordinary intensity failed to pierce the fog, which is constantly growing heavier. Heavier. Scientists are unable to agree as a cause and local weather bureau. That was, that the night had never occurred before in the history of the city. At seven p.m. last night, mutual, mutual, mutual authorities. More. That was all. That there was. All there was nothing out of the ordinary at the bureau headquarters. But as I say, I noticed the story because of the name of the town. It must have been fifteen minutes later that I went over to the, another batch of the copy. Morgan was sunk down in his chair and switched his green light shade so that the gleam missed his eyes and hit only the top of the two joint bridges. All the used stuff was in the right-hand power, but the left-hand batch right carried another story for the room. All the press batches came in, in takes, meaning at parts of many different stories, are stuck together along together perhaps with but a few paragraphs of such coming through at a time the second story was marked ad fog here is a copy at seven pm the fog had increased noticeably all the lights are now visible and the town is shrouded in pitch darkness as peculiar as the phenomenon of the, the fog is occupied by a sickly odour compared to nothing yet experienced here but below the cosmic press fashion What's the hour? 3.27, initiatives of the operator, JM. There is only one other story in the pile from the second wire. Here it is, second ad, Supernoon Fog. Accounts as to the origin of the mist differ greatly. Among the most unusual is that of the saxon of the local church who groped his way to the headquarters in a hysterical condition and declared the fog originated in the village churchyard is the first visible a soft grey blanket clinging to the earth below above the graves he stated then it began to rise higher and higher a straining breeze seemed to blow it in its bellows which split up and joined together again fog phantoms rivering in anguish twisted the mist in queer forms and figures and then in the thick, very thick mist of the mass something moved I turned and ran from the queue spot. Behind me, I heard screams coming from the houses, bordering on the graveyard. Although the Sexton story is generally discredited, our party has, was left to investigate. Immediately after telling his story, the Sexton collapsed and now is now in the local hospital, unconscious. Queer, queer story, wasn't it? But not that we used to do what we used to do for a lot of. Unusual stories come in over the wire, but the same re- for some reason or another. Perhaps because it was so quiet that night. The report of the fog made a great impression on me. I almost it was almost with dread. I went over to the waiting piles of coffee. Bulker did not move. The only sound in the room was tap 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 of the sounders. It was ominous, nerve wracking. There was another story from the room in the pile of the coffee. I seized it anxiously. New lead something fog, C P the rescue party which went out at eleven PM to investigate the weird story of the origin of the fog, which, since last uh, late yesterday, has surrounded the city in darkness, has failed to return. Another another party has been dispatched. Meanwhile, the fog has, if possible, grown heavier. It seems to, through the cracks in the doors and it see the cracks of the doors, and feels the atmosphere in a depressing odour of decay. It is oppressive, terrifying, bearing with its a true impression of things long dead. Residents of the city have left their homes and gathered in the local church, with a priest holding services of prayer. The sign is beyond description. Grown folk and children are alike terrified, and many are almost beside themselves with fear. Amid the whispers of vapor which partly fell, the church saw to him an old priest is praying for the welfare of his flock. They are well and cross themselves from the outskirts of the city may be heard cries of unknown voices They echo through the fog in queer and consistent minor keys. The sounds resemble nothing, so much as the wind whistling through a giant ink tunnel. But the night is calm, and there is no wind. The second rescue party more. I am a calm man, and never in a dozen years. When the wires have been known to become excited but despite myself i rose from my chair i walked to the window could i be mistaken Or far down the canyons of the city beneath me did i see a faint trace of fog it was all my imagination in the press-room the click of the sounders seemed to have raised the tempo of their tune morgan alone had not stirred from his chair his head stuck between his shoulders He tapped the dispatches out on the typewriters with one finger of each hand. He looked asleep, but no. Endlessly, efficiently, the two machines rattled off line after line, as relentlessly and effortlessly as death itself. There was was something about the modernist movement of the typewriter keys that fascinated me. I walked over, and stood behind his chair, reading over his shoulder, the type as it became Came into being word by word ah here is another flash Mm -hmm. cp there will be no more bulletins from this office the apostle has happened no message has come to this room for twenty minutes we are cut off from the outside and even the streets below us i will stay with the boy until the end it is the end indeed since four pm yesterday the folk has hung over the city following reports from the section of the local church Two rescue parties were sent out to investigate conditions on the outskirts of the city. Neither party has ever returned, nor has any word received from them. It is quite certain now they will never return. From my instrument I can gaze on the city beneath me. From the position of this room, on the thirteenth floor, nearly the entire city can be seen. Now I can see only a thick blanket of darkness, For a custody of lights and life. I fear greatly that the wailing cities heard constantly from the outskirts of city or the deaths, cries of the inhabitants. They are constantly increasing in volume are approaching the centre of the city. The force ha- hangs over everything. It's possible it's even heavier than before, but the conditions are changed. Instead of a big, integral wall of openness vapour, there now swells and wither a shapeless mass in contortions of almost human agony. Now and again the mass parts. I catch a brief glimpse of the streets below. People are running to and fro, screaming in despair. A vast bedlam of sound flies up to my window and above all, immense whistling of unseen and unfelt winds. The fog is again swept over the city. The whistling is coming closer and closer. It's now directly beneath me. God, an instant ago. Are fast open. I caught a glimpse of the streets below. The fog is not per simply vapor. It lives by the side of each moaning and weeping. <laughs> Human is a companion figure, and all is strange and fiery colored hues. How the shape cling each to a living thing. The men and women are down, flat on their faces, the fog figures caress them lovingly. They are kneeling beside him, they are, but I do not tell it. Their prone and moving bodies have been stripped of their clothing. They are being consumed piecemeal. As a merciful wall of hot, sweeping vapor swept over the whole scene, I can see no more. Beneath me, the veil of vapor is changing colors. It seems to be lighted by internal fires. No, it isn't. I have made a mistake. Our colors are from above, reflections from the sky. Look up, look up. The whole sky is in flame. Colours have yet unseen by man or demon. The flames are moving. They are starting to intermix. The colours are rearranging themselves. They are brilliant; they are so brilliant that my eyes burn. They are a long way off. Now they have begun to swell, to circle out, twisting in intricate designs and patterns. The lights are racing each with each other, a kaleidoscope of unearthly brilliance i have made a discovery there is nothing harmful in the lights they radiate force and friendliness about almost tuneless. but by their strength they hurt as i look they are swinging closer and closer a million miles at each jump, millions and millions of speed of light ah oh, it's a light a coincidence of all light beneath it the fog melts it's a jeweled mist radiant rainbow coloured of a thousand varied spectra i can see the streets why they are filled with people the lights are coming closer they are all around me i am enveloped i-the message stopped abruptly the wire to exhibit was dead beneath my eyes in a narrow circle of light from under the green light lamp shade a dark printer as long as spun itself letter by letter across the page the room seemed filled with a sudden quiet a silent vaguely impressive powerful I looked down at Morgan. His hands had dropped nervously at his sides, but his body had hunched up goonily. I turned the lampshade back, throwing light squarely in his face. His eyes were staring, fixed, filled with sudden foreboding. I stepped beside him and Chicago on the wire. After a second, the sound had clicked its answer. Why? But there was something wrong. Chicago was bolting the wire too, it had not been used throughout the evening. Morgan, I shouted. Morgan, wake up. Is it, is it true? Someone has been hoaxing us. Why? In my eagerness I grasped him by the shoulder. His body was quite cold. Morgan had been dent for hours. Could it be that it seized his scissors, brain, and alternate fingers had continued to record impressions, even after the end? I shall never know, for I sh- shall never again handle the night shift. Search in a world that has disclosed no talents of you, wherever it Whatever it is that killed John Morgan will remain forever a mystery.